Welcome to Ancient Words, the Bible study podcast from Red River Ministries. On this podcast, there are no personal or political agendas, no current events, and no denominational teachings. Instead, we study the Word of God from an understanding that the Bible is the best interpreter of the Bible, and that there have been excellent Bible teachers throughout history. By pulling from both of these understandings, we believe that we can apply the Bible to our lives today without all the hype and hoopla that many others can't seem to live without these days. Thank you for joining us. Now, on to today's study. Hello and welcome back. For the next several episodes, we will be looking at a well-known passage of scripture from the book of Isaiah. As we look at this passage, we will explore the prophecy that God gives through Isaiah and how that prophecy has been fulfilled. One thing that I want to let you know before we get started is this. We will be using the English Standard Version of the Bible for this study and possibly going forward with this podcast instead of the New King James Version as we have for past studies. This is simply a decision that I've made based solely on readability and availability of the ESV. However, you use whichever version of the Bible is most convenient for you. I feel that the most important thing is not the version of the Bible that you use, but that you commit to reading and studying the Bible. As long as you use a translation and not a paraphrase, you will get a close representation of what the original writers intended. Simply put, translations are taken from the original languages where paraphrases are what the contemporary author feels makes the Bible more relatable to modern audience. Use the Bible that you are comfortable with and do not let legalism stand in the way of what works for you. Now, with all that behind us, let us look at the scripture we are going to be in for the next several studies together. So I want you to get your Bible, and I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter 52, verse 13. And we're going to read through verse 12 of chapter 53. That's all the way through chapter 53. Most people, when they read these verses, they omit the part that is in verse 50, in chapter 52. They just read chapter 53, and they forget that it actually starts three verses beforehand in chapter 52, verse 13. So, we're going to start there. Isaiah 52, 13 says, Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance, and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them they see, and that which they have not heard they understand. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. 
He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? And they made his grave with the wicked, and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for another opportunity to come together to study your word. Teach us, lead us, guide us, and help us to understand what your word says to us. We ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Many years ago, I heard a sermon on this passage, and a preacher called this passage of Scripture the Gospel According to Isaiah, and I have never heard a more accurate description of what is going on in these verses since then. In these verses, Isaiah records the truth of the Gospel and how it is that we obtain salvation. Everything about what Christ has done for us is given in this passage, yet we often simply skip over it when we are looking at sharing the gospel with others. I often wonder why it is that we overlook such a simple and succinct writing of what Christ did and why it is that we try to overcomplicate the gospel all the time. This passage tells of the birth, life, death, resurrection, and eternal work of Jesus Christ in just a few verses, yet we do everything we can to make all those things so much more difficult than they need to be. 
Now, throughout the next several episodes of this podcast, we will be exploring this passage in depth. But today, I want to do a quick overview, a flyover, if you will, of what is going on in these verses. If we are going to understand what the good news of what Christ has done for us truly is, then we need to understand what it is that God spoke through Isaiah concerning what Christ would do for us when he came. And what would happen to him. Let us look at this scripture together briefly today and anticipate a more in depth look at it in the future. Before we get into these verses, however, I want to bring up one thing that has been a major controversy concerning this passage. As Christians, We understand that this passage is a prophecy concerning the coming of Christ and his work in our salvation. However, among many Jewish scholars, there has been centuries, even millennia, of teaching that the suffering servant of this passage and other passages in Isaiah is actually the nation of Israel. Now, I want to make sure everyone is aware of this controversy before we really get into this study, because it could come up in your conversations, especially with unconverted Jewish people. Now, please remember to show them some grace. They have been taught this since this prophecy was written. Okay, now, for a quick overview of this passage. Isaiah 52.13, and we're not going to go completely verse by verse in depth like we would normally do in one of these studies. We're just going to go real quick, kind of hit some high points, kind of hit yeah, a little bit what's going on in these verses, and then when we come back in the next episodes, we're going to do more in depth, more what is really going on, what does this mean? just like we normally do, okay? So Isaiah fifty-two thirteen. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. Now Jesus was high and lifted up, lifted up and exalted during his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, right? And so verse 14, As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. After his betrayal, he was beaten beyond what anyone could recognize. They say that he was beaten beyond human recognition. Verse 15. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Now, the word sprinkle there also means to startle. So, when we come back, we'll get into that and what that really means. So, 53 verse 1 and 2. Who has believed what he has heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. For he had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. Now, Jesus was born and grew up like all of us. On the outside, he was no different from any other child in Nazareth or throughout the Hebrew nation. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. 
and is one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. When he came, he was not accepted as the long-expected Messiah. Verses 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. God the Father put on him, on Jesus, the punishment for our sins. And it is because of that punishment that we are made free. This is why we call this the gospel according to Isaiah. Hmm. Beautiful. Verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We are so arrogant sometimes to think that we know better than God what is best for our own lives. If we would just submit, things would be so much easier. But we're arrogant, we're stubborn, we're sheep. And we go astray. Verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that it, that before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Jesus, in his willingness to be our sacrifice. Think about that for a minute. In his willingness to be our sacrifice. He did not try to stop what was happening to him. That just still amazes me every time I think about it, that Jesus did not stop what was going on because he was willing to go to the cross. He was willing to go through that suffering and humiliation. And I'm about to start preaching it, and I'm about to start teaching it more in depth, and that's not what I want to do right now. I want to just do an overview of these verses. But I want to get into this right now. That's not what we're supposed to be doing right now. I want to get deeper into this. I want to, I want everyone to understand what is going on in these verses. Hmm. Verse 8. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? There was never any doubt that Jesus actually, truly died on that cross. We'll get into that. That is a long story. That is something that we really need to discuss because there's people out there and you will run into them. There are people out there who say that Jesus didn't die, he fainted. Well, not according to this. Verse 9. And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death. 
although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth, even though Jesus did nothing to deserve the death he experienced. It still happened exactly the way it was prophesied. Verse 10, Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Again, it is made perfectly clear that all these things are done because the Father willed them to be done. If Jesus had died and been buried, then how shall he see his offspring or have his days prolonged? This is the prophecy of the resurrection. Without the resurrection, there is no salvation. There's just a dead man in a tomb. But with the resurrection, there is salvation for any and all. Hmm. I've got to go again. I can't do that. Okay. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, many are made righteous. In other words, this verse, verse 11, tells of those who will come to faith in Christ and be made righteous through his work. Verse 12, Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. The end of this verse, the end of verse 12, the last five words of verse 12, tells us what Jesus is doing right now. He did it on the cross. He did it as they were beating him. He did it as they were putting him on the cross. And he's doing it for us now. He makes intercession for us. Of course, he does this because of the other works that he has done on our behalf. Because he is of one mind with the Father and is not willing that any should perish. Now, I know this has been a lot of history and maybe some other boring stuff for some of you who are listening, but I think it is important to get a good foundation before we begin a new study, especially on such a well-known and heavily preached passage of Scripture. Now, the Scripture is especially used by the hyper-charismatics, the word of faith preachers, and I'm going to squash all of that as we go through this. And through the next several episodes, we're going to explore this passage more thoroughly, examining exactly how and when Jesus fulfilled each part of this prophecy and why it is important to us that he is the servant of Isaiah and not the nation of Israel as the Jewish people have been taught for so long. We will also be looking at some of the incorrect teaching that this passage has 
been made part of over the years and why it is important to read and study verses in context instead of ripping a single verse out of a passage and claiming it for yourself in your flawed theology. This is something we will get into in a later study. Until then, I hope you have, un you have enjoyed this brief overview of these 15 verses, and I look forward to studying the gospel according to Isaiah with you in the coming episodes. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you once again for the word that you have given to us. We thank you for the love that has been poured out upon each listening to the podcast. And we pray that you would continue to move in their lives. Help us all to understand your word more so we can know you better each day. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening or downloading this podcast. If you were blessed by this episode, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. This will help us grow and reach more people. You can find us on all the social media. Just go to our show notes. All the links are right there. Also, if you want to get more information on the ministry, how you can donate to us, show notes. Find everything right there. Don't forget our books. Um, these books have been a great help to many people so far. Um, they've been out for almost a year now, and they are very helpful to people. Um, the Journaling Through the Scripture book is our top seller, and people absolutely love it. So, go to Amazon or go to the show notes and you can find the links there. So, thank you all. May God bless you richly in the mercies of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to Ancient Words, the Bible study podcast from Red River Ministries. For more information about Red River Ministries, to read our blog, or for an opportunity to give to the ministry, please see the links in the show notes. You can find us on all the social media outlets by clicking on the links in the episode information. Thank you and may God bless you.